Okay, if you had to have a weird skin condition, would you rather your skin turn green or purple? How how dark for either of those? Super noticeable. You're walking on the street, people would be alarmed either way. I think green, because then I could blend in with trees. <laughs> and like it is kind of like your own camouflage. Like the grass. Like nothing in nature is like obscenely purple. Yeah. So like you at least really like, stand could out. You, like wear like a green morph suit and just like lay in the grass and you're just, <laughs> like just I was scared the shit. I could be a ghost before I'm even dead. Oh, <laughs> 100% green. But wait, what color? Purple? Like a periwinkle or like like a maroon? Um, I was thinking like a, like this. Oh, definitely green. <laughs> I was saying, yeah, I think green too. Like tell people to that? get off my swamp. <laughs> get out of my swamp. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that question because I was like, hmm. Worst case scenario. Where'd you see this? Uh, in I, your I, brain? Yeah. In your brain? In my purple color. Brain. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, you're going purple. No. Uh, oh. You guys made good points. I didn't have a good answer before I asked it. Oh. I was going to say green or red, and I was like, idiot, red wouldn't be that weird. So I went purple. It would be a really, like, also, prime reason. Yes, purple could probably easily be matched with better things, but Christmas and St. Patrick's Day, you are fucking sad. Uh, you're already ready. Think of all the Grinch costumes. I was just oh, going to say, yeah, the Grinch. Yeah. Okay, so if I turn green, I want the <laughs> I want the long fingers. Uh, I can deal without the teeth. That thing, for, that freaks me out. But the little who knows. I could be like a cute baby Grinch. Baby Grinch was cute. Did I ever tell you I saw that meme where it was like, how would you feel if you're on all these who's and they didn't change your nose? Did you ever notice that? Uh, Martha May Huvier, her nose is normal. It's, oh yeah, it's not like they didn't give her like the upper lip thing. Yeah. Oh maybe because she has like a yeah. It's just like, a little bit of one. But also that actress, she kind of does have like like a little bit of a snooty face. I don't know. Yeah, but how much would it suck? Everyone's got this makeup, and you're like, um, <laughs> hello. Are we just saying I look like this? Or? I thought we were united in being who's the fuck. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah. No. Oh, God. Even the Grinch has a who nose. Mm. Yep. Kind of like a cat. His is, yeah, cat-like. And it's funny because he has a dog. Oh. Can you imagine if Max was a cat? <laughs> he has a pull his... <laughs> this sled would go nowhere. That cat would like, can go forget yep. himself. You just hear... Oh god, I went off on someone about a hot dog this weekend. Dad, too. It was the best thing. Yeah. I felt like you. Heck yeah. QT hot dogs, by the way. How were they? Phenomenal. Of course. Very, excuse me, very hungry. Apparently I'm drunk on hot dogs now, but yeah. They are fantastic. QT. Listen up. Sponsor us. You could do it. We are very big fans of your beverage selection and food. Literally, sugar free Red Bull with a straw. Cutie hot dogs, mm-hmm. cutie taquitos. I had your chips that are just readily available. Some cheese it grooves. I know I could get those anywhere, but I wanted it with my hot dog. Thanks for having it. People pay a lot of money for this kind of ad time, QT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just asking for one like free hot three dog. Three cents a listen at that. Come on. Ooh. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, sorry. Oh. What were you saying? I don't even remember. Don't interrupt Sarah when she's mid bite of a hot dog. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I don't get really that angry that easy, I don't think. But um, mm-hmm. correct. It was the end of a night out, and there was a hot dog vendor outside the bar. So I bought myself a hot dog, and some guy walks up to me and is like, "Hey, I'm thinking about buying one." 
<laughs> are they any good? And I like was about to buy it and I looked him in the eyes and I was like, go F yourself and buy <laughs> one and figure it out on your own. And I went back to eating. <laughs> We were all very intoxicated. So, it, so you had not had the first bite. I'd had a bite of it already. But still, I was like, that's even worse. <laughs> Madeline was standing there and I looked at her. I remember after being like, can you believe this man? And we walked in the car and I was like, oh wait, my God. Mm-hmm. Like you were like, wait, no. I, I thought. I it like replayed up. in my head and I was like, we may have. Mm. <laughs> he said one thing. It went into the left ear, got a little scrambled around in your yeah. head, and came out your mouth a different a different thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, Sarah. I wonder if he ended up getting a hot dog after that or not. I think he actually scampered away. I don't think he wanted to be anywhere near I mean, truly, my crazy ass. Yeah. I have a feeling if you had been like, yeah, it's really good. I feel just that, he, that you were opening yourself up for like a ween joke. That's what Madeline said. She's yeah. like, at first you were so angry. I was like, oh, maybe she got that. It was like, do you want your muffin buttered? And yeah. I was like, yeah. I think 0% of me went there. All of me was like, Get out of my face. This is hot dog territory. <laughs> uh, wait, what is that name? What? Your muffin butter. It's from Mean Girls. Now, what it actually means, I don't know. Oh. I think it's a sexual thing. Listeners? <laughs> but how could it be? I don't know. Well, because it, like, well, it reminds, reminds me of, like, well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Look who's here. But it's like, butter your muffin. They're making me want biscuits. Yeah, this sound good. Yeah. And then I just had carbs. Mm. Mm. Always love carbs. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> here we can just read oh, it. Oh, here you can you can read it if you'd like. I don't think everyone needs to know. <laughs> Your smile is telling me we if don't. If you are 18 and up, you may look it up. If you are not, don't look it up. <laughs> mm. Cute. That's what it means. Oh, Jude Law can butter my muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the example again? Yeah. That's awesome. I love Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Barge, bro. All right. Yeah. Wow, that was the uh, nastiest I think we've gone. <laughs> Wes, maybe bleeps. I don't know. It's it's keep it or in. Don't put your keep voice it in. in with a dictionary like <laughs> Urban Dictionary states. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> We lose any ads we have. There he comes in and goes, <laughs> Urban Dictionary states, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you can fill in the blanks yourself. Yeah, yes. yeah. There you go. There awesome. you go. Awesome. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. We didn't finish saying it. Hi, oh. welcome to our podcast. This is Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron. And uh, another episode is coming your way. Uh, actually, in in tandem with all of our talk, I'm pretty sure this is episode 69. Perfect. <laughs> That's what you keep your um, thermostat on, isn't it, Sarah? Yes. Same. I think it's quite entertaining. Also, because our air wasn't working properly, I didn't want to keep putting it down farther. Because you're smart. Thank you. The, Thank you I work with facilities for my job. And that little part of my heart was like, good job. Good job. Thank you. You may not be smiling until what our game is. It's a word game. Ooh. Sorry. So we just need, do I need to take the piece of paper out or I just need paper? Nope. Um... So basically, the name of the game is we're just going to write down as many words we can think of that start and end with the same letter. Oh, oh no. so, so does it matter what letter or like? 
Oh, they had to start and end with the same letter. Oh, I heard it on um, okay, like a game show or something, but it was animals. Any then, letter. Yeah, any word. Any okay, letter. that's what I was curious okay. about. Yeah, it can even be like names. Okay. I'm trying to not make it really crazy and insane. Okay, okay, okay. Is there a limit? Like the longer the let, the longer the word, the more points, or is it just per word? One word, one point. Awesome. Do you guys want thirty seconds or a minute? Oh, I want a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. I want seven minutes, I'm... but I know that that's a little bit too much to ask. Okay. Listeners, Whatever you would feel like. Feel free to play along at home. The <laughs> name of the game is letter words that have the first and last letter okay. being the same. Um, All right. I would like to give one out because I did look it up when I was looking at the animal one. Eagle starts and ends. With oh. the same. That's a good example. Thank you. Okay. So, so we, we all write that's... eagle. Okay, and we'll. It out. Just to make sure it's all like <laughs> fair, I did see that one, so I'm just letting it all be known. So Perfect. Okay. okay. Three, two, one. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> okay, wow. Look at your words. Oh, mine. I don't have many. They're very... <laughs> I don't know many of them. Um, well, I don't know if this one should count because I did an ing word. Oh, then probably not. Oh, it seems like it's. That. Oh, I didn't think to do that, so I don't care. That if you want to oh, cross that's... it off, that's oh, that's up to you. I did... As I, was I say writing, what you're I was saying, like, this feels like a cheap shot. Do you want me to read mine because oh. they're sad? Sure. Okay. Oh, Mom. <gasps> that's dad. Oh, shut up. I. Toot. Tit. Mm-hmm. Tot. Amanda, Hannah. I got Hannah. Damn. Oh, not at all. I got Tat. As oh, I had that one. Tattoo. Yep. Aloha, Ooh. Iguana, and Race Car. What's Iguana? I know it's not how you say Iguana. Iguana. Iguana this! Iguana that! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> no! I got two points. <laughs> Can I put gambling back in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got three then. <laughs> oh, Iguana. I think that should be your next chat. Iguana. Don't you want to want to Iguana? <laughs> and so I, I had teats instead of. What's that? How do you spell teat? it? Suckle from her mother's teat. Like T E. How do you spell that? Like T E E T. I oh. think. I, okay, that's what I, I, I don't know. I've heard the word. Now, if it's an E-A or a double E, we just saw oh, I can't true. spell iguana, so it doesn't matter. It's I, okay. just, I just had tit, so I don't know. Is it? I think they're spelled different. I hope so. Yeah, I think they are. I think so. Boob. Nice. Something you want to talk about, Aaron? <laughs> no, I, I don't know where my head was. Deed. I, okay. Nice. Hi. Yay. Ladle. Damn. No, I think ladle is L-E. I think it's E-L. Yeah. Let's check. Ladle, ladle, ladle. Ladle. Oh, you're right. Ladle. I think it's Ellie. It is Ellie. Oops. I can I still spell. That's why my words are like mom and dad and not iguana <laughs> and race car. <laughs> you came up good. with some good ones. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I enjoyed your teat and boob references. You know, thank you for letting me... Uh, Get away with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, as you said, I was like, it's a count. Thank you. Mm -hmm. okay. So, how many did you get? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, Aaron? Five. All right. Woo! I have three. 
That's what it will be. Ooh, spicy. So actually, I think there's both spellings, E-A and E-E. All right. So I only Dang. beat Aaron by one. That's fine. That's great. All right. All right. There we go. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It was fun. Thank <sighs> you. I think our brains worked this evening. I always get so upset when it's a word game, but at the same time, like, I love a good challenge. I just, mm -hmm. I kind of wish I had more time. I still think my words would have been, like, not good. I because I, I, I get so frustrated because I like I wrote uh, toot and then I was like I bought I almost wrote book because I was like double O's like just yeah. the, mm -hmm. the way my brain mm -hmm. works and I was like nope not the same way. Yeah, I think I, it was actually harder without there being like a specific letter because then I was I was like all over the place. I couldn't. I was like yeah. one word in my head. No, that doesn't work. Different complete like started, letter in my head. Nope, it doesn't work. <laughs> I heard you guys writing and I like blacked out. So I was looking at your book right here and I was like T T no. H. <laughs> H. And I got to G and I was like, gambling. <laughs> anyway. That was good. All right. Morgan. Well, for number 69, I brought it back to our state monsters. Ooh. That I was stumbled upon a while ago when we did. I didn't know that Momo was our state monster. I did him. And then I did Connecticut, which was the... Melonheads. Yep. Melonheads. Mm -hmm. uh, so for this time, even though you guys are already back now, I did the Tennessee Wild Man. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, Monsters and Mysteries in America um, was a video that was on YouTube. Uh, it was it was all right. It was okay. If you want to look it up, I'll have it sourced. Um, again, kind of very similar with some of my past, like, cryptid stories is like there's always like two or three or or one really good sighting or story and mm -hmm. then everything like every article after that is just th that's the big chunk of the article and the yeah. rest is like little facts and I was like yes all right cool so I'm definitely gonna tell you the one story so <laughs> here we go cool. but first some facts so um uh in the 1800s is when this apparently all started um there is a legend that a circus owner, or I don't like to use this term, but a freak show owner, back in the day, that's what they called it, mm -hmm. captured, and I have a or the, because we don't know if there are more than one, mm -hmm. Tennessee wild man, and he captured him in 1878. But again, like random quote unquote sightings of him were seen before then. Um, <laughs> the video that they have on him and like kind of talking like, like reenacting the whole like carnival scene where they're like he's like come see the wild man and like it's just like <laughs> i was like all right is this phantom of the opera like what is like i was like literally like thrown back oh the that part poor, when he's in the cave yeah. oh i hated that scene every kind time of, well they could have picked like a burlap sack that had like ears i didn't like that it kind of scared me it really it was scary Anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Phantom of the Opera, you uncultured person. Anyway. You uncultured Just swine. kidding. I just love it. I just love it. I feel attacked. Have <laughs> <gasps> never seen it? No, I've never seen it. Aaron. Well, come over to my house on a musical <laughs> night. I will try to quietly oh. sing under my breath, but it, I, I know the whole movie by heart. No, oh, I watched The awesome. Basement the other day, and I was like, down once more, more to my dungeon of my black despair. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I have, wow, I have a lot more respect for you than I thought I did. <laughs> I used to watch it like every night before I went to bed. We didn't have cable like okay, in our well, bedrooms. Why were we... Okay, so you watched that in like fourth grade. And I watched Mean Girls and White Chicks on repeat on my so we like swapped. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. We're cultured. We make one whole person. One whole team. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron's the glue in the middle holding us together. Literally. Yes. No, literally. <laughs> 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 we shall forgive the sin of not seeing it. Thank you. We're going to fix that real quick. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. you don't you worry. Bigger. I'd be down. I want to go on DVD. It. How Ooh. old were you, though, really quick? Until you realized Gerard Butler was the same no. Gerard Butler. Oh, no, honey, baby girl. I knew. Oh, I did it for a oh, long I time. Loved I love Gerard. He was my, he, like, him and Orlando Bloom were my <laughs> hot in this basement. <laughs> and then Julia Roberts, 110%. She is my anytime, anywhere, tip top of the list. I don't know what it is. I just love her. I love her teeth. They're just so big. I and do. I do love her teeth. She just looks, she always looks good. Oh, classy lady. Anyways, classy. <laughs> but what exactly did the carnival owner possibly catch? It is said that the Tennessee wild man is somewhat like Sasquatch, but more, quote, quote, more human. So less hair, more human-like figure. Mm-hmm. Cryptids.fandom.com describes him as having, quote, dark gray or dark ginger hair about seven feet tall, and is always accompanied by piercing red eyes. It is known to spout a disturbing cry that can frighten anyone that hears it and has a horrible smell that is <laughs> that is reminiscent of another cryptid called the skunk ape, end quote. Oh. The white... <laughs> can you imagine the skunk ape? Hmm. It's a stink. That's so sad. You know, he's like, I just prefer to go all natural. Guys, yeah. I tried the tomato juice, man. Didn't work. Oh. Poor buddy. You try living out here and see what you smell like. On the land? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For shame. Annoying. Anyway, uh, the wild man is said to be extremely strong, agile, and fast. Many say the wild man is... Uh, aggressive behavior could have led him to kind of fight over territory with the Sasquatch, quote unquote, making them arch enemies. And if that doesn't just send a beautiful image in your mind of like a fucking battle scene in a field between Mm -hmm. this aped man, wild, or what is it? Wild man and Sasquatch. I don't know (laughs) what does. My brain went straight to like a West side story in a street dance off, (laughs) but like break dancing. (laughs) When you're a Sasquatch, you're a Sasquatch all the way. <laughs> From your first wild catch to your last dying day. <laughs> I imagine it being like, wild thing. Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> make my, my heart sing. Ah, uh, different strokes. <laughs> I kind of have like a capture the flag thing in my head. Like, like all the Sasquatches on one side and all the wild men on the other. And they were like, go bitch. When's the... Capture Flag is a good game. That's hard. Capture Flag is a good game. This is also a great movie. I would love to watch. Yeah. So many twists and turns. Yes. <laughs> I would imagine if we directed a movie. <laughs> no. There would be 17 plots mm-hmm. in ending five minutes in and yes. then 17 more endings. Yes. Precisely. And one really upset editor-in-chief that has to put any of it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... If you did hear some barking in the background, that is Aaron's neighbor's plethora of doggies. And speaking (laughs) of which, legend also says that the wild man has an obsession with dogs and women. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> As women have stated, the wild man, quote, attempted to snatch them up and carry them away. Oh, did they mean like this wild man or just like a wild man came? <laughs> they meant the. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so Monster Madness on YouTube, um, I think the title was like a like true cryptid encounter or something like that. Again, I don't have all the sources listed, but um, so basically the big story that every site tells or the big, the big site, the big sighting that every site website sites, a site sites. Anyway, the big story, here we go. Two cousins had an account encounter about 20 plus years ago. Phillips and Sparks heard twigs snapping so they quickly took off, getting deeper and deeper into the woods. It was quiet again, and then suddenly branches were snapping all around them. As fast as they as the snapping had started, the sound suddenly came from up in the trees. They both claimed to have smelled a terrible smell and then saw the creature 15 feet ahead of them, but 20 feet up in the trees. They claim he was close to nine feet tall. And that oh, was enough to get them to take off again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, while some say this was the last known sighting, others claim to have seen it um, from time to time throughout their life. Again, they do say that they're like, he's trickled up into uh, Kentucky, but mostly Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee wild man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, cryptids.fandom.com puts it best, though. Quote, it's unlikely that the Tennessee wild man has lived since the 1800s. It may be assumed that more than one of these creatures exists. Oh. That's what happened. Jeez. What you thinking, Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when some of these creatures are so similar to a Sasquatch. It's like, okay, what's different? Well, this one, real fucking stinky. Mm-hmm. So. What if those boys that were running away, one of them pooped themselves because they're terrified? And they're like, that smell must must be the thing. <laughs> like, I got a little nervous, yeah. nervous yeah. gas. Yeah. I don't know what that was. It must be that creature. <laughs> yeah. I like really smell. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's the creature. <laughs> Why are you taking your pants off? You're I about it. it. Make it faster. You hear a noise. Oh, it farted. <laughs> that's the that's the terrible cry of the wild man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you just solve it. Yeah. That would be terrifying. Can you imagine being in the woods and seeing anything taller or bigger than you? hear it run up in a tree like i don't know what it's above yeah That's in the trees saying. like it's it's like 15 feet away but up so it's like okay all of that is scary there's no better circumstance if it's on the ground and 15 feet away it could probably catch you faster but it's up mm-hmm. in the tree so it can still swoop down and get you like no also if there's more than one was like hurting you like yeah they heard a bunch of twigs snapping so like but it mm. is known for its agility and speed so could just be very fast. Yeah, he could have just been like zip, 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 like little Tarzan motion. I will stay in the city. Yep. So help me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so next time we go camping, I'll tell you this story again. That'd be a good campfire story, actually. Let's gather around the campfire and yes. sing a campfire song about the ten t e n n e s s e man. Is that how you spell right? I think you missed one e at the end. But yeah, you. No, that's what I was thinking though. I was like, you had that. <laughs> I spilled the guana with an A. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Anything can end with the same letter if you try hard make, enough. I'm gonna make you a iguana. Iguana. 
can't breathe. Oh, man. No oh. wonder PetSmart won't sell me one. You guys have an iguana? A what? Iguana. Are you looking for water? <laughs> Agua? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Aaron, I'm ready. Take me down. Fuck. Yes, way down. <laughs> so. <laughs> you promise it's not a kid. No, it's not a kid. Thank I was so scared. She's no. like, no, I didn't promise. Yeah. Thank you for keeping your promise. It's probably like a teenager, but I'm ready. Technically, they're they're 12, so they're almost in the teen, tween years. <laughs> no, no, no. Kind of starts out that way, but I'll see. Well, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. This one was recommended by our listener, Yasmin. And this hey! is the case of Tracy Joe Shine. So a lot of information I got from a Forensic Files episode and that I just watched on Netflix. It's collection three called Cold Storage, because like you were saying, this is one that I just didn't really find a lot of information about where it had like the same information Mm -hmm. on like 10 different websites. So here we go. From a young age, Tracy Jo Shine's dream was to be a dancer. Born and raised in Houston, Texas, Tracy was known for her academic skill, her participation in local clubs such as the Girl Scouts, and her athleticism. She auditioned for the High School of Performing Arts in Houston and was thrilled when she heard the news that she had been accepted. But what should have been this amazing opportunity and a way for Tracy to really pursue her passion uh, just kind of went downhill pretty quickly. Tracy's mother, Virginia Shine, told Forensic Files that her daughter began to experiment with drugs and started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Uh, No, Tracy. Yeah. Tracy would skip school, which obviously took a huge toll in her grades. She started failing her classes and decided to drop out at the age of 18. Virginia attempted to get Tracy into rehab. But she said many facilities uh, that she tried, not sure where exactly they were located, but they had waiting lists. And by that point, her daughter was technically an adult, so she couldn't, like, force her to go. No. Yeah. 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 So that did not help. One of the people Tracy started hanging around was 31-year-old Michael Neal. You heard that right. Three ones. Be friends with who you want to be friends with. But if you're also going down a bad road, this seems like a bad sign. It's even worse because the two began dating while she was still attending high school. And when she dropped out, she moved in with Michael, (gasps) who had been, like, living with his mother. Oh, and you picked a winner, honey. Oh, wow. Oh, no. But yet again, times are hard. Just to play the HR thing, like the middle. Um, What year is this? uh, 1987. Well, I'm losing losing a lot of... 1980s. Not at that point yet. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Yeah. If you're 18 and they're 31, I know they seem cool. They're not. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Tracy brought Michael to her mom's apartment once. And um, according to Virginia, like he seemed, you know, polite and kind at first glance. A few years later, though, in April 1987, Michael was suspected of committing a racially motivated drive-by shooting, mm-hmm. which wasn't his first events. The detective in charge of the investigation, Marcel Dion, did some digging and discovered that Michael was not only a drug dealer, which makes me think why Tracy was probably with him. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a member of the Aryan Brotherhood. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That is. A white supremacist group. Is it good that I don't know what that is? Or is it bad? It's probably a little bit of both. I'm not I'll give you good. I, I, yeah, I'd like to be educated, but man, I can already just tell you, fuck that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a good guy. 
terrible all around. Cool, cool. So like strike 17. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Dion drove to Michael's house to question him, but the only one there was now 24-year-old Tracy Joe. Her speech was completely incomprehensible, and when Dion looked around the room, he noticed a, a syringe lying on the couch next to her. No. Tracy was arrested there and then, which was now the third time she had been arrested on drug charges. Oh my god. Instead of waiting out her time in a jail cell, though, Tracy struck a deal with detectives. If they agreed to give her a lighter sentence, she would tell them everything she knew about Michael's involvement in the drive-by incident. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She also told them she was more than willing to testify against him. So Dion agreed to Tracy's terms. The following morning, April 8th, 1987, Michael bailed Tracy out of jail. And (laughs) after they got in Michael's truck and left, Tracy was never seen or heard from again. No, 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 no. Can I take back my laugh? No, 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 no. Man, I thought she was about to be like boss bitch for a minute. Yeah, that's why I was laughing. I was like, get it, Tracy. No, it would have been great if it ended that way. So she should have just stayed in jail. There's always a moment in your stories where I'm like, yeah, it's going to make yeah. a turn. And then I forget, no, it's not. It's not going to make a turn. I forget that I wish it would have like made that turn. Story. Yeah. Okay. Prepare yourselves. She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> Dion reached out to Tracy's family and friends regarding her sudden disappearance, but none of them had seen or heard from her. He also went to question Michael, who claimed that Tracy had actually left the house shortly after they made it back. And he hadn't seen her since. Bullshit. Right. <clears throat> okay. Smell it from here. Dion. <laughs> you must be smelling that wild man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dion was not buying his story, and he believed Michael had something to do with Tracy's disappearance. Unfortunately, investigators didn't have a single piece of evidence to go off of, so they couldn't charge him with anything. A few weeks later, though, an anonymous caller phoned Dion to report a murder. The woman said a girl had been killed by her boyfriend, and then the body had been stuffed in a refrigerator, which was later disposed of in a used car lot. And after some prying, I'm assuming it's still the same, like, phone call, the woman on the line revealed that the girl she was talking about was Tracy Jo Shine. She also disclosed to Dion that the car lot he would find the fridge in was owned by none other than Michael Neal and his brother Robert. I'm glad he's so dumb, but like, you idiot. Mm -hmm. The officers took the anonymous caller by her word and obtained a search warrant. When they investigated the car lot, they found a fridge inside, just like the woman said. However, it appeared to have been recently wiped down with bleach. So on the Forensic Files episode, they noted that a piece of human tissue with like some hair follicles on it uh, was discovered in a part of the freezer. Forensics attempted to analyze the tissue sample, but they were unable to get any sufficient DNA results. Damn, I hate that. They also mentioned that, like, the hair follicle itself was taken and visually compared to hair collected from Tracy's brush, but they were unable to ter- de- to determine a match, which makes complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you'd really get anything much out of that, especially if that's like the only thing you have going for you. Yeah, and well, they did like a bunch of studies and like hair samples are like the like yeah now they say yeah i was about to say that like in the 80s and the trials had like this hair is consistent with our victim but it's like it's just blonde hair and she also yeah blonde hair yeah it's like Mm -hmm. you can't i mean it it can give you like it could eliminate 
maybe like me from like you two, but mm-hmm. like yeah. also it may not like it, like a lot of it under the microscope. Like if you have like this is so gross. If you have like the little bulb of skin on the end of like a hair, that is golden. That's yeah. great. But like just a piece of hair, like my texture of my hair at the end is different than like what's near my roots, especially for girls who like color their hair. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the, it had the the skin had hair on it, and there was tissue. Like ugh, yes. Come on, man. So the DNA testing they used just didn't yield any results for them. Okay. Hitting a dead end, Dion searched all over Houston for Tracy's burial site. He told Forensic Files that he dug up half of Harris County, drained oh. ponds, uh, used horses and like four wheelers during searches. He was basically doing like anything he physically could to find her. Right. And I mean, if you watch the episode, he's like, uh, I don't know when that episode came around, but he was just this cute old man. Like, oh, yeah. No, oh, no. Yeah. So he was trying his best. Um, he did find out that Tracy had actually visited her mother to ask for some money, like soon after she was released. Mm-hmm. Um, when asked about this visit, Virginia mentioned how something felt off with Tracy, but you know, Tracy's kind of in and out. Right. So she wasn't entirely like troubled by that visit until weeks went by with no word from her. Yeah. So Virginia contacted Michael to get to the bottom of things, but he said again, he had no idea where Tracy was because she no longer lived there. Yeah. So Virginia at that time felt like something was wrong. So she was the one to like officially report her daughter missing. Okay. okay. Yeah. During the investigation, Dion paid Michael Neal's mother, Barbara McAllister, a visit at her uh, consignment shop. During his conversation with Barbara, he couldn't help but notice some jewelry in one of the (gasps) display cases that resembled jewelry that had belonged to Tracy. No. Mm -hmm. Barbara was questioned about this, and she claimed that Tracy had just up and left her jewelry behind after moving out of the house. Oh, so she's been gone for how long? Like, and you're going to... Mm-hmm. Cool. So also, up and left, now they're selling it. I know, like, people maybe who have, like, a seedy past or are just not great people maybe don't mm-hmm. care. But, like, you've been dating this girl for, like, seven years yeah. at this Ugh. point. Yeah. Like, ew, but yep. Ew, but yes. Mm-hmm. So, and you don't care. You don't care that she's just gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you don't care to the point where you're just going to give your mother a jewelry to sell in a consignment shop? Uh-huh. And yeah. not report her missing. Make her mom do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, everyone's like, you're shady. We know you did something. We just they had just, to figure it out. Yeah, they just out. had to figure yeah. it out. Ugh. Okay. So even though that was definitely not a great look for the Neals, investigators still had no solid proof that Michael um, had committed any crime, and the case started to go cold. Dion began to work on other cases, but he refused to let evidence he gathered from Tracy's case, so the refrigerator, be thrown out. Mm-hmm. In his interview, he mentioned how every year he would like get a call asking if the fridge could be taken out of storage and tossed out, but he would always tell them, no, the case, you know, the case is still open. I'm still working on it. Right. You're leaving it there. Yeah. Thankfully, he did that. Um, yes. Yes. Well, because normally you always see like, if they aren't like this pretty white child, the cops are like, eh, she probably left. Right. Like, thank God this cop was like, something's wrong. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. very close. I hate, like, yes. I feel like that's like a constant thing. Or it's either like they have no fucking clue and someone comes out from like the woodwork. Right. Or it's like, mm-hmm. we had you the whole fucking time, but we just didn't, couldn't yeah. pin it down. That would keep me up at night. 
Yes. Well, that's always the worst too. It's either that or like they lose evidence. Yeah. Like they've had it and then it's mysteriously gone. And I'm like, you're kidding me. The like, good wh- news like, is like why wasn't stuff t- like they or they forget yeah. to like take stuff that could have Yes. Been. Very frustrating. It's difficult to lose a fridge. So I'm glad True. someone was able to keep tabs on that. Yes. Right. And thank you for asking him if they yes. could throw it out. Oh my goodness. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Okay. So we're, we have good things on our side for this one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael was later arrested for aggravated assault, where he was sentenced to life in prison in the East Ham oh. unit in um, Love Lady. Michael's brother, Robert, was also convicted, but for a manufacturing methamphetamine charge. <laughs> he had originally told officers that he would talk about his brother's crimes, but he ended up just changing his mind and refused to talk to police. Solid. Nice. So even though both like Neil brothers are now stuck in prison, no hope of getting out anytime soon, they continue to tell investigators they knew nothing about Tracy's disappearance. So fast forward 10 years. In 1999, the Harris County Sheriff's Department formed a new cold case unit with Roger Wedgworth and Harry uh, Ficaris at the helm. They began to look into Tracy's case and they wanted to retest the tissue sample that had been collected from the fridge. They attempted to use this new DNA test, but since the sample was, um, I, they mentioned it was too old and degraded, it didn't yield any results. Come on. And if that wasn't enough bad news, the hair sample that had been collected from the original investigation couldn't be located. No, oh, you just I know. You're like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You little trickster. Sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> not, though. <laughs> But thankfully, they still had the refrigerator. Okay. Still in play. All right. So Wedgworth and Ficaris decided to swab every single nook and cranny of the fridge, including the wiring harness device on the back. So when it was, like, first discovered in that, like, car lot, the fridge was actually, like, lying on its back. So it wasn't standing up. Okay. So, like, if a body had been stuffed in there, then... Who's to say, you know, blood or tissue couldn't have seeped into, like, that back part. Right. It could have, like, pulled back there. Exactly. And that's what they were thinking. The swabs. Yeah. yeah, Very gross. The swabs were sent to William Watson, manager of the forensic lab, who told Forensic Files in his interview that he had, like, zero expectations that they, like, that they would even get any DNA. Right. But he was shocked when a piece of human skin was discovered on one of the swabs. The DNA analysis he originally tried failed, but they had kept it. And a few months later, Watson learned about this new DNA test that the FBI had been trying out. It wasn't as like accurate as traditional DNA testing, but it still could give them the results they needed. So Watson was able to collect DNA from the skin sample using uh, this mitochondrial method. Mm -hmm. But now he needed something to test the DNA against. So he tried gathering like letters Tracy had written years ago before she disappeared, tried to get DNA from the leftover like saliva on the envelope flaps. But obviously, yeah, but obviously those have been like written years and years ago. So that didn't work. Investigators ended up instead reaching out to Virginia to get her DNA profile. Yeah. Yeah. So since mitochondrial DNA is just passed from generation to generation, Virginia's profile should be an identical match to Tracy's. Mm -hmm. So once this was collected, the DNA from the skin sample found in the fridge was compared to Virginia's um, mitochondrial DNA profile, and forensics determined that both were a match. Ooh. Yeah. Oh God, be like, 
They weren't because she, that wasn't her real mom. Oh, no, I was another twist. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. results say you are not the mother. Yeah. <laughs> Today on Maury. I don't think I could have dealt with any more like twists and turns. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Because like with the Forensic Files episode and why I wanted to like find something else and maybe I missed like different news articles. I just wasn't like finding anything. I wanted more of a timeline because they were like weeks later, months later. And I'm like, geez, what, what is happening? <laughs> we keep on pushing it back. Yeah. But anyways, this suggested that the human skin found in the refrigerator was likely Tracy's. Robert said he had nothing to do with Tracy's death, but he was finally willing to speak with police hmm. in order to get an early release, of course. He told them that Michael had killed Tracy because he was afraid she would tell police everything she knew about the crimes he had committed. Which eh, she was going to. Yeah. She should but not still. have let him pick her up from jail. No. Uh, Virginia. Yeah. I don't know. Still really sad. Robert also revealed that their mother and sister knew about Tracy's murder. Oh! So after Michael had strangled Tracy to death in his bedroom, he just left her body there for three days. Barbara began to take note of, you know, a strange smell coming from Michael's room. And when she went to check it out, she discovered Tracy's decomposing body. (laughs) So according to Robert, Michael took the body out of the house shortly after his mother's discovery and both like their mom and sister just cleaned the room and burned incense to get rid of the stench. Like I know guys don't clean very much, Mm -hmm. but there's gotta be a line. If there is a body, you cannot just leave that body in your room. Yeah. You idiot. Mm -hmm. Robert also admitted to helping Michael move the refrigerator into the used car lot, but he claimed to have like never seen Tracy's body and that he had no idea she was in there. So he's basically Mm -hmm. just saying, oh, Michael told me to move a refrigerator. No questions asked, which I also don't believe because then he like tells detectives that a few days after that, while he's just like sitting in his car, Michael like moved Tracy's body out of the fridge and into a 55 gallon drum barrel. Also, do not notice the additional hundred pounds in that fridge. Right. Like, wouldn't you like, man, did you empty this or is there still beer cans in it? Like, mm-hmm. like why are we moving this fridge on its back to yes. the new? Yeah. Why don't we take the doors off the fridge? Also, you knew all the details of the cleanup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. his mom saw it, but you but you didn't you didn't see nothing. I know. You didn't touch <laughs> it. You didn't do nothing. Okay. Okay. Likely story. Ugh. Interesting. Mm. And then he told investigators he had no idea where Michael buried the barrel after that. So Michael Neal was put on trial, and at the age of 44, he was found guilty of Tracy's murder. He was sentenced to an additional 45 years in prison, along with, like, his life sentence he already had. According to the Charlie Project, in January 2001, Michael took police to a dumpster near Jones Road and FM 1960, where he claimed he placed Tracy's body in. But since so much time had passed, uh, police didn't search the landfill because they didn't believe they would find any evidence at all. Right. I mean, even if it is there, you may not ever find it. Oh, yeah. That's... Mm -hmm. That's so sad. Very sad. Michael Neal also um, ended up dying in prison, taking the location of Tracy's burial site with him to his grave. And I added this quote because I think it just sums it up perfectly. So in Roger Wedgworth's words, quote, Neil is a piece of human garbage, (laughs) end quote. I hope he died of something painful. 
I don't know. I tried to like look it up because it didn't tell me a date, but it just said he passed away in prison. So I don't know. His mother, Barbara, denied knowing anything about Tracy's murder. And she even told police she assumed Tracy had died of an overdose. Jeannie, Michael's sister, also claimed to not be involved. And neither her nor Barbara have ever been implicated for Tracy's murder that's, or doing anything. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, I can see being a mom and being like, okay, this girl died of an overdose. But also, you have to know your kid's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Like... Or like, yo, someone you know died of an overdose. Do you not, nothing about you cares? Right. Mm-hmm. He's not a psychopath. He's a person. We are people. Like, mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Also, yeah, if she died of an, okay, you know what? Take my, take my theory. Toss it. If she died of an overdose, you could have taken her to a hospital. Just yeah, There's no she, proof you did that to yeah, her. If, you, if she died, call the coroner. Like, mm-hmm. There's definitely something done. out. Like, yep. That's done. Yes. I agree. To this day, Tracy's body has never been found, and the main theory is that Michael, like, cut her up, uh, put, you know, her body in the fridge, and then dissolved it in a barrel of acid, and disposed of it in a dumpster that was later taken to a landfill. So that's the main theory. And that is the story of Tracy Jo Shine. Thanks, Erin. It wasn't a kid this time. People are messed up. People are very messed up. But I did have a question, though, because I was, like, reading over my notes. Who was the anonymous caller? I was thinking that. I think it has to be either the mom or the sister. sister. My mind's on the sister. I'm thinking it's the sister, too. Because the mom had no problem taking that dead girl's jewelry and putting it in her shop. Or, like, maybe he had another girlfriend and she was just... Or like she wasn't new... even the only girlfriend to this human garbage can. Maybe not. I mean, if he's a drug dealer, no offense. Like, may... or maybe just some a girl he knew who. Oh, maybe. Around. But I like the theory of the sister. But then at the same time, it's like I, I know, like you can't, like you don't want to implicate yourself, and like she could face charges for knowing and not saying anything. But at the same time, it's like you called, like just maybe. But you know what? She was probably scared. So at least she did sibling. something. If that's the yeah. sister, I don't yeah. know. Whoever yeah. you were, at least you called. Yes. Yeah. That's what was wrecking my brain. And I'm like, oh, you never found that out either? So, yeah. It just, it stinks too. Because, like, at the very end, Virginia was, like, interviewed for it. And she, and, like, Michael was still alive at this time. And she was like, he, there's no reason not to tell me. Like, right. you're in jail for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. tell me where my daughter is. And he never did. Like, now it's just a power control thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Because you're obviously not getting out either way. You're in there for a long time for two different things. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. Like when they are just so, that's when you know, like, you're like literally facing the devil and they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Like the one thing you could just give somebody else they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he like led officers to a dumpster, but is that even like no. accurate? Like Again, they want out for that fucking private shit in a restaurant bathroom and then they go back to jail. That's all I care about. Yeah. Terrible. Fuck yeah. Yep. I never heard of that case. So I know. I can't believe they tried and found him guilty with no body. Yeah, they just had that no body DNA crime. match. Yeah. Cool. I don't know why else her tissue would be in the fridge. Maybe she. I'm not. I'm, you know, nope. There's nope. just so much probable cause that I'm sure the DA office was just like, yeah, fuck this dude. Like, right. Yeah. Literally the last person to see her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, well, mine's a bit different. You ready? 
I, Maybe. Uh, I think we may have received yeah. a message from you that our minds were going to be melting or something. Melding? Kind melting? Of. We'll get, hold on. Okay. <laughs> so, we're talking about bending. <laughs> what a mind bend. Woo! Just wait a second. We're talking about precognitive dreams. Oh, okay. What? Okay, hold on. <laughs> so, like, if you had asked me before I looked into this, I would have told you I don't think dreams can predict your future, but now. Oh, okay. So, um, like normally when I give interpretations, I kind of give definitions. Well, I, I stay away from definitions that say like, you know, this, this, and this is going to happen based on these symbols. Yeah. Like you give paths of options it could be. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there are just some coincidences that are like too uncanny. And that's, that's really all a precognitive dream is. It's just any dream that gives you information about the future. Oh, man. Yes. So... It's not necessarily like a back to the future scene or like where you would see someone from 2050 handing you an envelope or something. It's, it can be more vague. Um, Sometimes you only remember snippets of it, which would make sense because think of all the bits of information you're putting into your brain every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know they do happen. We just don't know why or if they're supernatural or what is going on, but (laughs) precognitive dreams can make us question our timeline. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Here we go. Um, it has begun. <laughs> or I mean, it could be our subconscious picking up on clues. I listened to the Tin Foil Hat podcast. Thank you. The what? <laughs> you heard it. The Tin Foil Hat podcast. I did not. I thought you said Tin Quail, and I said <laughs> what? <laughs> Does not everyone listen to Tin Quail? <laughs> I subscribe. I thought I was just like. Like, is that the song for I don't know. That's a pigeon. I don't know. I did not hear that. So tinfoil. That's tin cute. Foil oh, hat. That's a cute one. Good yes. name. Good they name. did an interview with a Dr. Eric Wargo. And this was when I texted you guys. Like, because I was going through my notes again. I was like, this could get. Anyway. Boy, howdy. Okay. <laughs> so Dr. Wargo has a PhD in anthropology and he works as a science writer in Washington, D.C. I'm just letting you know because this is a bit weird. So he isn't like just some wacko. He's not a Wargo. Like ancient he's astronaut theories say or whatever. Not mm-hmm. Like the hair guy. Um, he's not crazy either, first of all. <laughs> Don't he just like some dude though? No, I think he has a degree in ancient like uh you can get a degree in like <laughs> oh, ancient geez. aliens. Like really? Uh like ancient studies or something. Something. I think there's a school in Florida that okay, does if it. If he fixed his hair, things would be way different, but it's... But then he wouldn't be a meme and that wouldn't have as much information coming to the show. True. You're right. Just wouldn't be the same. Wait, can you see the quote? Because I, I fucked it up. As some ancient astronaut theorists believe. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Sorry, you knew what I meant. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, okay, so he, I said that he's an author of a book called. <clears throat> well, he's author of two books, but the one that I was listening to was "Time Loops, Precognition, Retrocausation, and the Unconscious." <laughs> literally, literally, <laughs> the blurb on it on Amazon states, "Time is not what you think, and neither." Are you? Oh. <laughs> Intrigued. Hook, um, line, and sinker, I'm in. <laughs> uh, his are actually pretty cool. So his whole thing is that, like, no one pays attention to dreams, really, um, unless you train yourself to, which you should. What's that face? I pay attention as best as I can, and I... No, he... I would love to. Yes. I feel like I wake up, like, it's, it's the worst time. Like, I'll wake up at 2 a.m., and I'm like... 
I could think about this and write it down or I could just go back to bed. <laughs> so he talks about dream training. Um, like most people have like five dreams a night, but you'd only remember like one of them if you're going to remember anything. And that's because you don't think to write it down until like 10 a.m. when you're like, that was really funky. Let me make a note. So he was saying you should do like the, the snooze technique where like say you have to be up at eight, set your alarm for like 745, kind of let yourself snooze and like think through what you just dreamed, write it down, then get up and like slowly wake up. Oh, I might do that, but minus the writing thing. I, uh, if I, I'm a snoozer. So if I, and I'm like, I'm, re my REM is like, boom, back in action. And it's like, beep, 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 hello. Like I'm just <laughs> uh -huh. like, I, I jolt awake every time. I too snooze and make no notes. So it's fine. That's cool. We're trying here, sir. We're, we're doing part of the yes. technique. We're snoozing. Yeah. <laughs> I got half of it down. <laughs> um, Yes, because he thinks dreams are telling us like way more than you'd imagine. So he states <clears throat> that we are actually four dimensional creatures and our dreams could be telling us what is happening to our future selves. Uh. So basically, from what I understand, future us, past us, and present us is constantly filling memories in a bank that all forms of ourselves have access to. But you're saying right now... We are present. Yeah, sorry. All Our forms of have access to when we sleep. I forgot to go to my no, next no. Slide. You're I'm, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm sorry, I cut you off. So, like, this is present. But when I choose to close my eyes, I if I start paying attention to my dreams, I can see my own future. Yes, Ooh. I'm glad you put it like that because a big thing with this, um, you'll see it different in different places. But he made a pretty good point that he thinks it's going to tell you about you personally in the future and in the past, not like these big events. Like he does think a lot of people would have seen like um like the Twin Towers crashing in their dreams or something similar. Oh. oh, wow. Because it was such a big event like that affected everyone. But like you wouldn't see a plane crash that you have not like nothing in common with. Okay. So that people, those people who like had a bad feeling that morning or whatever. Okay, mm, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so meaning that time isn't as linear as you would like to think because as people have said before, it's a construct that we as humans have set up. There's a whole study of like bees have a different way of keeping time than we do. So whatever. Bees oh, are, that's cool. Bees are their own thing, man. They're crazy. Those little dances they do are so cute. Cool, cool. Um, the phrase that blew my mind. Here we go. So if our future affects our present, then that means our present affects our past and it goes both ways. So when we dream, we are usually placing memories for long-term storage, and we are constantly changing those memories based on what is currently happening or currently remembering, because our memories are faulty. Like We all know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If you don't, I'm sorry. They're a little faulty. <laughs> um, so because of that and like our faulty memories, our deja vu moments could actually be us experiencing something that we have already remembered. Ooh. Oh, my God. I literally was trying to think of a topic for this week, and I was like, I really want to do deja vu. But I was like, but I feel like that fits under Sarah's a lot better. And Wes goes, yeah, hopefully she'll cover it soon. I almost texted you to be like, you want to? <laughs> kind of, like, gives it. Yeah. Yeah. I can go into, like, deja vu, but there is a field of psychology called parapsychology, and they do look mm -hmm. at, like, um, precognition. I think deja vu may be one of them. And then um, – What's the one with the P? And it's like, you know. Oh, uh, boo. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> it's literally like deja vu. It's a. Um... Sarah is just moving side to side. So. Yeah. Oh, I always forget. Uh -huh. Like, no one can see me. Whatever. But they think two of them oh, may be really tied into this one. Continue. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, 
There's also arguments that because humans are kind of shying away from organized religion, we're becoming more spiritual. So we would like invite more of these types of dreams in. But on the flip side, there are arguments that the book of Revelation was an entire precognitive experience. So take that how you will. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, the book of Revelation is the biblical explanation of the end times when Jesus or God comes back to judge your souls. Here are some examples of precognitive dreams. Um, A really common one you're going to see is someone you haven't seen in years. You have a dream about them and then the next day they call. Okay. Which is weird. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But a possible debunk, if we're just going to keep it fair here, like how much time has to go on in between that dream before you think it's not precognition? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't even know who I haven't heard of. Whatever. Like, say I have a dream about you guys, and then I get a call from you, like, two weeks later. Does that still count? Uh, I don't know. And if I feel like if that thought stuck with you enough for you to remember two weeks later, then yes. yes. If it, but if you, like, but that's the crazy thing is, like, you wouldn't, you don't know if you don't remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but also... I'm I getting thinking, on board with you, and it's scaring me. Just... Guys, I went for a ride. I was also thinking, though, like with Facebook and stuff, how do you know you didn't just scroll past that got implanted and then you dreamed it's like about it? like your subliminal yeah. message. Yeah. So possible debunks. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is the famous Lincoln dream where two weeks before his death, Abraham Lincoln, excuse me, two weeks before his death. Yeah, like there's another Lincoln. I was going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> the car. You know, the famous owner of the car. No, Abraham Lincoln. Two weeks before his death, he described to his wife that he dreamed of walking through the White House until he came upon his own corpse guarded and lying in the East Room. Ooh. Exactly where his casket was laid when he did die. Ooh. That's creepy. Which, yet again, if I want to be fair on both sides, um, because he said that to her, it could have been like his wife subconsciously taking that and be like, oh, that would be a nice place. Yeah, yeah. Or that uh-huh. could just be the appropriate spot. I don't know. It's eerie either way. Yeah. It is really eerie. It's also, That's... I mean, it did happen. It obviously happened quickly enough for her to remember. Yes. Yeah. So, like, ooh. This is the one I have no debunk for. So, Mark Twain also experienced precognition. He was, at the time, working on a steamboat with his brother, and they had been doing this for a few years. One night, he has a dream that Henry, his brother Henry, dies. He sees him laid out in a metal coffin that is resting on two chairs. And across his chest was a white bouquet with one, it says crimson, I think it's red, yeah. mm-hmm. flower in the middle. So two weeks go by. Mark Twain's brother dies when their ship's boilers explode. Most of the crew was buried in wood coffins, but Henry Twain got a metal one. And this, like, sparked that memory of his dream, except there was no flowers. Drum roll, please. Moments later, a woman brought in a white bouquet and placed it on Henry's chest. In the middle, one bright red flower. Ooh. That one, I don't even know how you would. Whoa. That's pretty crazy. Yes. Like, Ooh. I even knew Chills. I was going to say it. And yeah. Like, Goosebumps. Well, I was saying, I was like, the only way I can think it's not as if you lied. Like, it's too on the nose for me to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be. It's like, like, oh, I feel like I had, that kind of was a feeling I had. Like. Yeah. This is so detailed. Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes, those are the kinds of coincidences that are making me like, mm, something seems like we're That's not. That's so detailed. Yeah. Yes. Um, and according to Healthline.com, nearly half of the population of all people have had some kind of quote unquote prophetic dream or a precognitive one. 
Which, to be fair, there is 8 billion people on planet Earth. Thank you. I, di- I thought it was a lie. It's 8 billion. Because I was like, if we're $3 trillion in debt, shouldn't we have trillions of people? No. America doesn't know how to make a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 8 billion people on planet Earth. And you have five dreams per night. So that's 40 billion dreams in a night happening. Or in a 24-hour period. Wow. Huh. They did make a couple caveats like, Babies don't count. They wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And then babies, <laughs> babies don't. Count. I mean, they you infants, you do not count. I can't tell you their dreams. Yeah. And also, some adults have insomnia, so cross them out. So that's like about thirty billion dreams per day, mm-hmm. which is about thirty billion guesses as to the future. So, if you're looking for it's pretty good odds, yes, they um, equated it to winning the lottery. Like at least one of them is going to be right. Mm. Ooh. Yet again, Mark Twain's, I don't know how he would guess that. Maybe he was the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also, the fuck? Yeah. They also pointed out, um, oh, like our human mind is trying to figure out the future. It's part of like how we can keep up with what's going on. So it's like why you might be guessing in your sleep. I don't know. They pointed out that evolution, like wouldn't we have fine-tuned it by now if this was something that we could do? But also, what if it's just something we've just now gotten? Hello, we just, we're the... Like, we just started psychology, what, like, like truly understanding even parts of it, like, not very long ago. That's mm-hmm. true. Like, and all of the Bible, there's dream decoding and stuff like, like that, so. Yeah, I, Premonition. That's where I was thinking of. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I was just about to say, I couldn't find it. Uh, I, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but, like, my mind, when you were saying, like, we're always planning for the future and or trying to figure it out. Yeah. I wonder if there's a difference or, like, I don't know how you, they probably can't prove it, but, like, men versus women and their, like, accuracy or, like, understanding their deja vu, because, like, I'm, I don't mean to sound sexist, but, like, I feel like most girls that I know in my life are very much, like, plan, like, we gotta plan the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, on the nose. Um, I didn't write this down, but they said women usually are a lot more in tune than men are. You hear that? Listen. Get in tune. Get in tune. So, just a couple more debunks to make it all fair. Um. It could be selective recall or association of unrelated events. So like two experiences can be similar and one reminds you of another, especially in dreams. If we are truly putting all of our memories away in there, like chances are your days are going to be pretty similar. Mm -hmm. You don't all have like James Bond lives. (laughs) Um, Another explanation would be true coincidence. Life is weird. Um, It could be our subconscious. Like imagine someone who's terrified their partner is cheating on them or going to leave. They're going to have nightmares of that exact same thing or symbols that would lead you um, to think the exact same thing is going to happen. And then, ah, when it happens, it's like, ah, I just had a nightmare about this. But really the whole time you knew something was kind of up. I don't know. I still can't explain the Mark Twain one. That's weird. That is weird. And like, have you ever had a, uh, like a deja vu moment? It feels very oh, real. So I have them all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had like a double deja vu? What do you mean? Oh my God. I have them. I'll be sitting there and I'm like, I can feel like I'm starting to get it. Right. And then like something else will happen and I'm like, wow, I'm having deja vu. And then like one other thing happens. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm having deja vu about having deja vu. <laughs> like, it literally happens to me like at least once a year, if not multiple times a year. Wow. Like, it freaks me out. A wives tale is that means your life's on the right track. Oh, Ooh. that's really cool. Yeah. I mean. I didn't write it down or do anything, but that's what I've heard. I believe you. Cool. I think you made it up, but I believe you. <laughs> I hope it's true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there's still a lot of research that needs to be done. Dr. Wargo thinks the answers are in our hippocampus part of our brain. Um, and he was stating there's like these tiny molecular tubulars, like tubular, bro, <laughs> um, that could have some kind of computery thing that allows us to all be connected to like all versions of ourselves. We just aren't in tune with it yet. Um, he does not have evidence to back that up. But I do like his theory because he didn't dive into like mysticism, mm. like your life's in the right path. It was more so it is happening and science just isn't at the point where we can figure it out yet. Hey. Hmm. That made me respect yeah. a lot more, actually. Because I was like, you can prove to me there's something in there that we've never yeah. seen. I mean, all ties back into the, we, what is it? We only, I know that, I know it's not really, we only use like 3% of our brain because I know we use more than that. Like, it's just like an old wives tale or whatever. Like, truly, no one uses all parts of their brain all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is something in di different people's that can do it. Yeah. Yeah. They tied it into like lucid dreaming, which all the a different episode. Oh, um, I think that's so interesting. Yeah. I just, I want to get your take on it. Like, do you think, oh, actually, no, wait, really quick. They also talked about like how it's related to like Interstellar, that movie Interstellar. Oh, that shit fucked me up. It's, it kind of, I watched it for this episode. You had never seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, Because we had just talked about it, too, which yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, universe, oh, let's watch it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the bookshelf one, right? Yes. Okay. Well, like, in that movie, they kind of explain, like, our time is linear, but it, not all time is. Like, it's yeah. something we made up. Like, within where we are, it is. But, like, in the universe, like, the whole expanse, it's not like that. Yes. Yep. And it kind uh, of, it made more sense and it, like, gave a little more credence to this. But, like, here's some of the quotes I heard. <laughs> to say yes to one moment is to say yes to one complete form of an existence. We are meant to reunite with all forms of ourselves. I feel like we should be snapping. Julia. Rob. <laughs> hurts. <laughs> myths are public dreams, and dreams are private myths. That's why I was like, you guys, I don't know. Yeah. I, should be in a coffee shop right no, I now. Really like, hey, what's the uh, extremely goofy movie? That's just like, that's yeah. all. Oh, all, yes. They all literally just turned to cartoons for like a minute. Poetry slam. <laughs> Poetry slam. <laughs> Specific points of view. What's that? What are you guys doing? Waving oh, my uh, hands. Number lot. two, it's uh, how, how. 22 jumps. Thank you. Two. I've only seen it one. Yeah. It's my favorite part of the whole thing is the slam poetry. <laughs> Someone else said Yahweh's main priority is to keep life real and not dreamlike, which I was like, you can keep Jesus out and everything. I know it's God, but whatever. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It could be mystical. It could be something in our brain. It could be real. We don't know yet, but they are studying it. Ooh. So bear with me. No, I'm all about it. Let's go. I have been very into like seeing what's possible. I have tried to lucid dream. I haven't done it, like, full-on, like, real hard try. Yeah. If I'm, like, feeling kind of sleepy, I'm like, oh, let's try it. And then the other thing that I've been doing, let me find it on my history here. Uh, so you guys know I'm super into ASMR. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. One of the ones that I've been with. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yawning at that point. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so fucking boring here. No. <laughs> uh, tired because I just bent her brain backwards. Yes. So it, there's it's called Shifting Realities, and... I just stumbled upon it because, like, it came across as, like, my, you know, possible likes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it is four hours of this just, like, weird music. But it supposedly is, like, different frequencies to make you, I don't know. Weird stuff happened, man. Like, I mm. dreamt really weird. Again, 
but I slept all the way through the night, so I didn't write, like, I woke up and instantly didn't know what was happening. Like, okay. I was like, whoa. But I feel like that has to be part of, like, doing that. Like, the like the snoozing, mm-hmm. kind of like, this is, like, mm-hmm. going to bed version of that. I don't know. I just, it's a very, it's a, maybe I'll link it in the show notes, the one I, the one I've been listening to. It's shifting realities, subliminal, quantum jumping extra powerful yeah it's four hours long so i just fall asleep to it well um also inter interstellar they were like pointing out like you know life is boring everyone's like farmers and stuff which made me think maybe we have always had this like skill but life has always like not given you the opportunity to like sit and really hone it like mm-hmm. think how much more difficult your life would have been even 50 years ago yeah like you don't have air i always say that i don't know when air 50 came out but your life would be harder like you wouldn't have as much time to sit and be like Let's get spiritual and really think about what my dreams meant last night. Yeah. Yeah. But also they, there was a story of this man who had this like very in-depth dream. He was a bird. He was like flying over all these trees. It was hours and hours and hours. Like he forgot he was a person. And then he woke up and he was like, am I a man? That's who just had thing. a dream. Yeah. That's, that's a bird. Or my bird dreaming I'm a man. That's Ew. the whole thing. Is it, it says like, basically like you, there's different like YouTube things that will like put you down the path. Like, you start thinking about like what you could want in a different life or like if you're thinking about getting like a dog like think about what if you owned that dog and then like it could supposed to like show you what it would be like through potentially like the view of another alternate universe hmm. our brains are crazy i don't think we know everything it does yet but i it's crazy yeah that so, was so cool but do you what do you think a ron I mean, that's never happened to me, but I'd like to believe it. You never had deja vu? I'm sure I've had deja vu. Like, dreaming something like that, I don't remember my dreams too much. I remember bits and pieces. Do you ever have, like, feelings after you have them? Like, wake up and you're like, damn, that was sad. Like, I don't even know what it was, but that was sad. No, I don't think so. Well, because they pointed out sometimes it could be, like, you had a dream, an altercation with someone that made you upset. And then you can see them and, like, have these weird feelings. Like, some situation could happen, and it, like, kind of puts you in that mindset of, like, I don't know why this is upset. Like, the guy asking for my hot dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah. it's upsetting me so much. If you had a dream about someone yeah. fucking stealing your hot dog. Keep your hot dog's out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sarah. No. No, no, no. That. How about just leave me alone? Not me. <laughs> that. <laughs> I want to follow up with, like, are you sure? But at the same time, like, am I sweating? <laughs> Have I used zero sweat today? No. And you don't look like you're sweating. <laughs> Do you want me to take the embarrassment away and, like, tell you what I initially thought of when you introduced this topic? Yeah, sure. So, like, you talked sure. about it. <laughs> I'm trying to do it. We're, we're going to bird skirt journey away from that. Um. So, when you first introduced the topic and you were, like... It's gonna like manifest like you. It's like manifesting and blah blah blah. What I don't know, whatever words yeah. you said in the beginning, and like instantly, how or you said how it could could be portraying the future, and I was like instantly this dream, this very vivid dream I had like ten years ago, popped into my head where I was. There's a lot more details. If you ever want to hear this dream, I will gladly tell you all of it. But in the end. These aliens were taking over the world, and I, they had to take me back with them 
to save the planet or they would kill everyone else. So basically be our queen or everyone dies. I kind of love that life for you. And I was like, okay. Absolutely. So maybe Ooh. guys start being nice to me because maybe I might save all y'all asses. Be the alien queen. Yes, Morgan, yes. And I'll definitely tell him to, I don't want their hot dogs away anywhere near me. Yep. <laughs> no <laughs> where. My head is Woo! down. Sierra. It is a late night recording. Yes. So. so now I like the idea of like, you're one complete being and like you keep getting snips from the future and the past. I thought that was really cool. That is really cool. I would like yeah. to believe it's like a SpongeBob filing cabinet. They're like, oh, yeah. got another one, got another one, put it in. I wonder if that's how like, because like they say part of your dreams too is like what you experienced that day. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a lot of those. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot of those. I see, I don't. Or like, yeah. sometimes they say like you don't even know. Like it could have been like you passed a stranger on the street and then that's like the character in your dream or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I wonder if that's kind of how like studying works. Like, is my brain in my dream state helping me remember stuff from my past to keep me cool mm -hmm. and knowledgeable mm -hmm. in the future? Yep, that's why you need a good night's sleep when you're studying, or else you're not going to be committing it to your long term. Because your brain's like, you hear that, I kids? Can't do it. You hear that? Stop drinking the coffee. Switch to decaf. Take a little nip nap. Buddy bye time. Real good long nip nap. Set that alarm. Don't hit snooze. Get up. Then you can have the coffee. Yes. Then you go to class. Ace the test. No worries. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because just you said like future you or whatever, like that would be your deja vu because that was a memory that you just put in this bank and past you was like, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. But then you do. Ooh. So, uh, wait, I got to Deja vu, there it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much legally we can play, so that was Deja Vu by Beyonce. Okay. Feel free to check. Not much. Feel free to listen to that after the episode. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I had. Just want to make you feel better. Very oh, uh, cool. You yeah. did. That was a good one. Also, it didn't make me feel icky. Like sometimes when we were on like the whole alien stuff, like it makes my brain hurt a little bit. That one was good. Thank I'm you. I'm gonna go home and try yeah. to get into a different alternate reality. I'm gonna try to dream. It made me cool. Woo! Be fine. Wow. Report back. Perfect. That was deep, bro. Thank you. That's why I was like, guys, hold on. Because I was reading through because I had time sitting on my couch and I was like, mm. it's going to be a little bit different. We're taking you on a ride today. <laughs> Oof. Yep. Well, uh, that was episode 69. Woo! And, fine. Yeah, feeling fine. And if you like what you hear, mm -hmm. one, tell your friends, your family, your aunties, your uncles, your grandma, your dog. Two, you can like and rate, or not like, well, you can like us on Instagram and Facebook. That'd be mm -hmm. cool. Um, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. You can send us some suggestions via email. Uh, you can just tell us stories. You can just write us a fun comment. You could get a shout out. Sinister Sunrise Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook and Instas, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. And we do have a TikTok. Ooh. It is Sinister underscore Sunrise underscore Podcast. I almost just said at gmail.com again. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Save yourself. Um, don't type that last. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, type, don't type that. Uh, but anyways, uh, tune in next week for episode 70. And it's a group Ooh. episode. So, yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.